0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. And welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you listen to us whenever we record this show live. You can go to rapidfireradio.us or Capegunworks.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media channels. It is at Cape Gunworks except for Instagram. They deplatformed us a while back and we are CGW underscore backup there. You can also call the Rapid Fire line, which is 508 444 2120 that's 508-444-2120. You can call, you can leave a message, or send us a text, and we will get to your question whenever we go live. So we're really happy you're here. we got a lot to talk about. we got a great show for you. We've got some great guests. And uh, so, anyway, stay tuned for that. We had um, lots going on. We still have the usual suspects doubling down on... The assault weapons ban. We've had uh, the Biden administration saying they're really pushing uh, and as well as the Senate Democrats and House Democrats are really pushing to get an assault weapons ban done before the midterm elections. So their time is running short. That is an indicator that they probably don't feel confident that they're going to retain the House and the Senate or at least have enough um, of a vote to, to get an assault weapons ban passed. Joe Biden has often said that if they can pick up two Senate seats, they'll get it done. So we'll see see how that goes. I think um, he's really uh, telegraphing their strategy. But uh, the point is, they are committed to implementing an assault weapons ban, which is an outright uh, ban on your constitutional liberties. Um, we've we've seen it. Throughout the years, uh, certain administrations, certain uh, politicians are very—they're uh, very upset that you have a enumerated right called the Second Amendment. They would much rather conduct their business like Justin Trudeau up in Canada, where they passed legislation very easily. Uh, first, it was the assault weapons ban, which really included any semi-automatic rifle and a lot of shotguns. Um, In fact, they they banned black rifle coffee. Uh, So that was pretty interesting if you look at the 1,600 rifles that they banned. Um, But now, in this last week, they have implemented a freeze on uh, firearms ownership possession or handgun possession. And basically, if you have one, you're stuck with it. If you want one, you're out of luck, and you can no longer transfer, sell, uh, or inherit a handgun in this in Canada, uh, which is ridiculous. So they're basically down to hunting caliber rifles and shotguns, and that's about it. Hunting guns, and that's it. And I'm sure those are next to fall, so that's probably what's coming. Tell me what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. And we are giving away this week a Counter Ambush DVD set with Rob Pincus. It's the entire collection of DVDs on how the body reacts to surprise attacks. So it's the Counter Ambush um, DVD set uh, brought to you by Cape Gunworks and made by uh, ICE Training. So you... If you want that, you can give us a call. We'll go ahead and get you in the running for that. So go to rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win. Go to rapidfireradio.us and scroll down a bit to enter the contest. Um, So plenty of gun news today. Uh, Stuff going on left and right out there. Um, A couple things that uh, is being underreported is... Number one, a good guy with a gun who stopped an attack on a hospital in Texas. Um, It looks like um, at the Methodist Health System, a Methodist Health System officer shot and injured a gunman in the Methodist Dallas Medical Center Saturday, ending a threat that had already resulted in two deaths. Uh, ABC News reported an individual shot and killed two hospital employees around 11 a.m. Saturday, prompting reports of an active shooter in the facility. The Methodist Health System-affiliated police responded, and an officer found the suspect and shot and injured him. The Associated Press noted that the attacker was a 30-year-old male who was transported to another hospital for treatment after being shot. The suspect was on parole for aggravated robbery and wearing an active ankle monitor at the time of attack. The hospital released a statement after the incident, which said, in part, the Methodist Health System family is heartbroken at the loss of our two beloved team members and our entire organization is grieving at this unimaginable tragedy. Um, So the interesting part of this article is the fact that he was on a ankle monitor, which proves what he was a prohibited person. He's obviously being you know, tracked with this ankle monitor because he was out on parole, which probably proves he was a violent person and comes back to what I've been saying lately. If I can't trust you with a gun, I can't trust you on the streets. So here's a guy with an ankle monitor who's out, probably on some sort of probation or out for good behavior, who goes into a hospital and kills two people. And that also proves that gun control doesn't work, right? Gun control is a failed experiment. And I think it all should just go away uh, because we don't have this... uh, Let's put it this way. It doesn't work if you want to implement gun control so that people like this, who shot up the Methodist Dallas Medical Center, can't get a gun. You can't restrict the people who aren't the problem. You can't restrict the people who are trying to do the right thing, and trying to abide by the myriad of gun laws that are always created um, to basically affect them, you can't affect criminals' behavior by restricting the people who are not criminals. So that's a problem. Um, If you think that's a good method, uh, you're going to continue to get the same results. And we don't do this in any other... Uh, area of life like we don't uh, try to prevent people from driving through crowds of people and killing people and maiming people which happened on that last christmas uh you know that christmas massacre up in waukesha wisconsin by the way that that guy was found guilty on all counts um that i guess he represented himself and it was kind of a a joke of a trial um, at times when he, you know, had these outbursts. And uh, at one point, the judge wasn't even feeling comfortable with him being in the courtroom. Uh, he, They wouldn't let him approach the witness stand. And at one point, she had him removed from the courtroom because he wouldn't shut up and let her talk. So, uh, but anyway, you're allowed to represent yourself. And I'm glad to see justice was done and he was found guilty. But you're not going to solve and fix people who are that messed up from going out and committing those types of acts of terror by making it harder for people who don't do that to get a car, right? And you don't ban certain types of cars. We're not going to ban Ford Escapes in order to prevent mass killings and through, driving through crowds of people. Um, that's exactly the logic that anti-gun people use every time to ban guns they, ch- they try to say oh you know how many more must die before we're willing to give up our rights well I'm not willing to give up my rights at all the system is broken until uh, you want to deal with the real problem Uh, Guns are off the table And always will be by the way We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire And if you use this week's code CONTEST at CapeGunworks.com You will get a special discount On your entire online order Go to CapeGunworks.com And use the code CONTEST And we're still running the special of $300 Gets you free shipping So no matter where you are in the country $300 minimum order gets you free shipping We'll be right back This is Rapid Fire for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today the uscca can help fortify your home sharpen your awareness and develop your defensive plan go to uscca.com remote and use code word works your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We're happy to have you here. If you want to be a part of the show, make sure you call 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And we have a poll today. If you go to rapidfireradio, Uh, uh, the Twitter page of Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, and type in Rapid Fire Radio on Twitter, you can weigh in. And the poll question of the day is, do you think we should be able to buy modern machine guns? Yes or no. Uh, since the Hughes Amendment and May of 1986, we have not been able to buy machine guns, even through the NFA process. Uh, those were banned from new manufacture. So what do you say? Go over to Rapid Fire Radio on Twitter and weigh in. With, make your voice heard. We'll We'll read the results toward the end of the show. Um, so we were talking about, uh some underreported news stories. Well, here's something else that'll get you, get you going. And maybe, uh, as a gun owner or a second amendment advocate might give you a little spring in your step and a smile on your face and brighten your day. Um, there's an article on ammoland.com by Larry Keene today that, uh, gun control is, not a winning issue. And guess what? The The House Democrats are trying to push this assault weapons ban before the midterm elections. And a survey uh, by the Harvard-Caps-Harris poll, The Hill reported crime, inflation, and immigration are ranked as the top three voter concerns. Um, Monmouth University polls indicate that gun control was ninth On the list of voter concerns, that's out of 12 voter priorities. The same poll showed a 30 percent approval rating for Joe Biden on gun control. Um, That has not stopped the president from continually calling for strict and unconstitutional gun control measures just weeks before Election Day uh, and his continued call to ban modern sporting rifles, which he portrays as assault weapons. Uh, And it says that over 24.4 million of these are in circulation, making them the most popular centerfire rifle in America. I think they're talking specifically about the AR-15. Another poll conducted by Tufts University School of Medicine in partnership with the Gun Control Advocacy Group found that just one-third of gun owners would support an MSR ban. That shows that Biden administration is more focused on delivering for their donor class special interest groups than they are for the American public. Interestingly enough, uh, skipping over to another article um, by Dan Woese, who we had on uh, not too long ago, it it was a uh, subject, he was the guy who wrote Good Gun, Bad Guy, um, has uh, an article on Ammo Land as well, today that under the FBI, now this is going to come as a great surprise, I'm sure. The FBI underreports good guys with guns saving lives. And this is kind of what I led off with, the story of underreported news. Also that that St. Louis school shooter who killed a student and a teacher last week, which is another tragedy um, in St. Louis, which is a very high gun crime area, or a high crime area, I should say, uh, but he was also put down with uh, a police officer with a gun. A good guy with a gun put them put him down very quickly. And I know he did not accomplish what he had set out to do. He was trying to accomplish a mass killing, according to what the note that he left. Very disturbed person, but the FBI is underreporting good guys with guns saving lives. Uh, so this is very important, guys, for, because. This is the narrative that we have um, that is underreported, never talked about by mainstream media. Defensive gun uses by law-abiding gun owners where attacks are prevented. Some media is reporting that only 10% of the actual DGUs in America by citizens could... Uh, are reported could this be because DGUs by law abiding citizens don't support the anti-gun narrative oh, or could not. it be simply due to faulty information they are given that's a great question but given the media's collusion with the government re- recently on other events i feel it would come as no surprise if the fbi was in cohorts or cahoots with um their cohorts in the media so i'm uh, from the government and i'm here to help that's right uh, so a look into the data provided by the fbi shows that discrepancies in dgus are often caused by the misclassifying of shootings and overlooked incidents research by the crime prevention research center shows that several incidents the fbi didn't list attacks that were stopped by armed citizens when police had later apprehended the attackers According to Crime Prevention Research Center, the FBI also has misidentified armed citizens as security officials, resulting in the elimination of them being qualified as citizen-defensive gun uses. You may remember Jack Wilson, who stopped the attack at the West Freeway Church of Christ in White Settlement, Texas. The media narrative portrayed Wilson as a security guard when Wilson himself said he was just a parishioner who had volunteered to provide security during worship. In some cases where armed civilians completely thwart mass shootings, meaning not even a shot has been fired, the FBI simply doesn't report them. Wow, that comes as a big surprise. According to the Crime Prevention Research Center, the FBI missed 25 of these incidents that would have likely become mass shootings had it not been for a good guy or gal with a gun. Due to these reasons for non-reporting, the FBI only showed 6.6 of mass of mass killings being stopped by armed citizens, while the Crime Prevention Research Center shows 49.1% being stopped. In these cases, approximately half of the thwarted attacks occurred in gun-free zones. As for those locations where citizens were legally allowed to carry a gun publicly, the number of thwarted attacks by armed citizens increased by almost 10% to 58% in 2021. What does this tell us? It tells us that gun-free zones put people in danger, and the media doesn't want you to know when good guys with guns stop bad guys with guns. How interesting. In March of 2013, 380,000 active duty and 70,000 retired law enforcement officers were surveyed in a Police One survey. And 86 believed that casualties from public shootings could be reduced or avoided altogether if citizens were armed at the time of attack. 77% supported the arming of teachers and or school administrators. Wouldn't it make sense to consider the opinions of police officers and those who investigate these types of crimes on a daily basis? It's no surprise the media would use underreported data, but they and anti-gun extremists all too willing to put people in danger by spreading false information. The idea that gun-free zones are safe, citizens should carry in public, and police departments should be defunded could be putting good people in some very dangerous situations without any way of protecting themselves. Amen to that, Dan. But tell us what you think. 508-444-2120 is the phone number if you want to be on the phone. Uh, Go ahead. we got a caller. I have
1: an M1 carbine, uh, Underwood, 1943. Uh, Excellent condition. Uh, Three 30-round banana clips, a banana clip holder, uh, five canvas 15-round mag covers with five 15-round mags that are in Cosmoline and three that are not. I also have two um, magazines that are uh, the five-round magazines. And I'm thinking of selling this weapon. I've had it for a number of years. My father brought it home from World War II. I really have no interest in it. Uh, So all the mags are pre-banned. I also have about 400 rounds of ammo with it, too, that are loose. All 1965 ammo. So I'm looking for the best price I can get for it. And also a bayonet that goes with it. Wooden handle. That's it. Thank you, Frank, from Medway.
0: All right. Thank you, Frank. Not a dreaded bayonet. Those things still legal? Um, That is an evil feature, Frank. You should be ashamed of yourself for having such a deadly and dangerous uh, item. Uh, Frank, I would absolutely be interested in talking to you about this gun, the Underwood uh, M1 carbine is a great gun. 1943, you know, happy to happy to take a peek at it. We have two people on staff here, uh, plus myself which can be pressed into service if I need to, but that are very good at appraising guns, and we'd be happy to give you a fair price uh, for that or consign it for you either way. So give us a call at the shop, and we'll take care of that uh, for you. But um, thanks for the call. So it sounds like a great setup, especially those banana clips. Haven't heard that one in a while, so that's exciting news. I'd love to see some of those. But um, anyway, before the break... There's also a crazy article about uh, the gross stupidity of New Jersey lawmakers on full display in carry bill John Petrolino who's been a guest of this show before we're gonna have to get him on again um, he's great he uh, he wrote an article today about um, or about uh, this New Jersey there's two bills there's a House bill and a Senate bill that has carved out a huge list of items. That Well, let me just get to the high points, because this is very interesting. Uh, In New Jersey, this new bill would ban carry in common places by labeling them as sensitive places, which is plainly forbidden by Bruin decision. Ban carry inside one's own car, which is obviously forbidden by the Bruin decision as well. Ban carry on commercial and private property property, unless the property owner posts notices allowing it, which is also very unconstitutional, massively increases fees for permits, plainly forbidden by Bruin, and discriminates against low-income citizens, not to mention that um, that other decision, which we'll get to. I, I want to get back to this, but uh, let us know what you think. 508-444-2120. we got Jason Guida on the phone next. Uh, And we'll get back to this New Jersey bill after and also get to your questions on the chat because it's firing off today like crazy. So Jason Guide is going to give us the lowdown on can you get a permit with an OUI? And we're going to get into some of the nuances of that. Uh, So stay tuned. We will be right back. This is rapid fire. Oh, and we are giving away whatever this week, the counter ambush. DVD set with by Rob Pincus. So go to rap, rapidfireradio.us to sign up. Scroll down and you'll see the spot to enter the contest. Rapidfireradio.us and enter the contest. We'll be right back.
1: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
0: guns, freedoms, Second Amendment, and self-defense, which oftentimes leads into lots of legal questions. So now we have one of the experts on the line with us. Thank you, Jason Gaida, an attorney here in Massachusetts, for all your Second Amendment work and what you do for us. But thanks for joining us today. How are you? Absolutely. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And so, Jason, one of the questions, I would say it's the most frequently asked question, is I got an OUI back in 2004, you know, never had a, another one, never, you know, held anyone at gunpoint or beat up old ladies or whatever. I'm a good person. And can I get a license? Is there any hope for me to get a license? And I usually say uh, no because we've been, you know, for a while, it's punishable by two and a half years in jail. But is there a way to get that reopened? And what are your thoughts on that? Uh,
2: you absolutely. know, and- yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's It's actually a frequent uh, uh, fact pattern that comes across my desk as well. Um, so, as you said, so OUI since 1994, the maximum punishment is up to two and one half years. If you plead guilty to an OUI or you're found guilty, either after a jury trial or a bench trial, you lose your right to possess a firearm in Massachusetts, obtain an LTC. You also lose your Second Amendment rights under federal law. Hmm. Um There are some options. Um, One of the harder options is something known as a motion for a new trial. Um, A motion for a new trial is not a forgiveness type motion. It's not based on the fact it's been 20 years, you're a good guy, you quit drinking, your wife loves you, your kids love you, your dog loves you, nobody cares. All it all is about is whether or not procedurally your conviction uh, or the what led to your conviction was appropriate, um, you know. Were you denied a right to counsel? Were you denied a right to trial? Those are the things we're looking at. Is there new evidence? Um, you may have seen, um, and it's been in the papers. Uh, there have been, been some challenges. There's an attorney out in Springfield. His name is Joe Bernard. He's an OUI expert. He's actually written a book about OUIs. And he was able to attack the breathalyzer and the process that that the breathalyzer uh, uses to, to create a reading. And he ended up getting um, a decision which uh, called into question breath test results. And many people across the state actually got a letter in the mail that says, you know, there may have been an issue in your case. That's an example of new evidence. And you can hire an attorney to argue that there was an issue in that breath test and that you should be entitled to a new trial. And I've had a couple of those come across my desk. Um, that's one option, attacking the conviction on the underlying conviction. But oftentimes you get a guy, you know, that had a jury trial. He had a lawyer. He, you know, gambled on being found not guilty and he lost. And there's really not much that can be done with the underlying conviction. So the other thing that's available to people is something known as the Firearms Licensing Review Board. Now, the board has very limited jurisdiction. Typically, you're looking at OUI first offense or OUI second offense. Um, You know, if it's an OUI third or fourth, you're not going there. Um, They have the ability to restore your right to possess a license to carry in Massachusetts. However, the federal government has held that that board's decision, even though it's restored your rights under mass law, the federal government says, yeah, but we don't recognize that you're still prohibited under federal law. So you as a, as a firearms dealer, you may have a guy come in with an LTC, try to buy a gun from you. He's not going to pass after the 4473 because they're going to ding him on the OUI, Um I'll tell you the next checks have gone overboard on this. They're even dinging people with quaffs, a continuation without a finding, which isn't a conviction. They're still dinging people and denying people. So you might get people coming to your, your shop, trying to buy a gun. They've got an OUI with a quaff and they're still getting denied because the federal government has like gone overboard on this whole OUI issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite frankly, because I, you know, we, I challenge their, their opinion And the board was actually shut down. The FRB was shut down for a couple of years. We were able to fight them on appeal, fight the AG's office, and got the board working again. Uh, And the federal government wasn't happy.
3: Mm.
0: Along those lines, I've had something that I've been talking about a lot lately that I haven't really fully digested or fully baked. It's still a half-baked thought in my mind. But I still think it has some legitimacy to the question at hand. And that is you got a guy who was caught driving drunk, right? And convicted. So that makes him a prohibited person. As a first offender in the state of Massachusetts, he could be put away for two and a half years. So all of a sudden he's a prohibited person, as you just said. However, he pays a fee. He pays a fine. He loses his license for a little while, goes to some classes to talk about drug and alcohol abuse and blah, blah, blah. And then guess what? He gets his license back, right? The very thing that he offended in the first place was driving while intoxicated. And after a fairly short stint in the can or not or paying a fine or doing community service, whatever it is that he's found to have to do, he does it and he gets the the license back to go back and reoffend maybe or get his life straight maybe whichever way he decides in life to go the the irony here is guns never had anything to do with the whole decision or the whole situation in the first place but he gets his rights restored which are more of a privilege but i guess some people make the argument that it is a constitutional right to drive uh but he gets his rights restored to drive which is the very thing that he was Found guilty of in the first place, but yet now he can never own a gun, even though he's a nonviolent felon. Or a, uh, and I don't even know if the first offense in Massachusetts is technically a felony because it's punishable by two and a half years, or is it a misdemeanor? And uh, but I guess it doesn't matter because of the length of time you could serve. But the the whole point I'm making is how ironic it is that. We're willing to give him back the very thing he offended on in the first place, but yet we're not willing to restore his rights to keep him bare arms, which had nothing to do with the initial offense in the first place.
2: Yeah. What you're you're using, what you're explaining is what we use the word nexus. Where's the nexus or connection between this offense and a potential risk to public safety with a firearm, right? Um, This argument has actually been made. There is, There are three states in the United States that uh, uh, punish OUI uh, for more than two years. Massachusetts, obviously, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, I believe. And an argument has been made in in what they call an as-applied challenge, where the uh, plaintiff argued that it was unconstitutional to apply the ban on possession of firearms to him simply because he had an OUI conviction. And this the name of the case is called the Binderup decision, B-I-N-D-E-R-U-P. Um, it was a couple of years ago actually, and he was successful. Uh, the argument or the court ultimately held, and I know this is short time and I'm giving you the summary, the decisions <laughs> the decision's about an inch thick. Um, but really ultimately what it comes down to is that, you know, Looking at the facts in this case, the fact that it's old, he's had no further incidents, it's a minor indiscretion, it's a motor vehicle offense, applying that ban on him permanently is unconstitutional. But what the court's doing is looking at it in a case-by-case basis. And they're saying, look, this two-year line that the legislature has made up, that if you're on the left side of the line and you ne- and it does it's not punishable by more than two years, you can have your gun rights. Mm. But if this crime is on the right side of the line and it is punishable by more than two and two years, you lose them. Why two years? Why not three? Why not one? Why not one and a half? That's really the question. Really, you know, it really should be about. And there's other areas of law where this is coming up in federal cases, immigration, for example, where really you should be looking at the conduct not the penalty to determine whether or not you're a danger, right? If you're, you know, you had a few beers after a Christmas party, you got pulled over and you get an OUI. are you really a danger to society? But if you beat your wife half to death, maybe you are, right? Those are the questions that the courts need to sort out, but you're absolutely right. You're hitting a a line that's starting to work its way
0: through our federal court system. Good. I, You know, and I... I have a broader argument along the same theme or subject line, and that is, if I can't trust you with a gun, then I shouldn't be able to trust you on the street. And this is a much much broader topic of discussion, but the point is, if 20 years ago, even if you robbed some old lady and you did your Get to society and your time and you've straightened your life out, you're, you know, happily married, you hold a job and you're coaching the kids' soccer team, uh, why aren't your rights restored? Um, but if you are that violent that I can't trust you with a gun, I shouldn't be able to trust you on the street, period, because you could rent a car, you could get a baseball bat, you could get a knife, you could get some rope and uh, cable and, you know, chains and whips and, you know, every other type of weapon out there that's expedient if you're that much of a threat to society i don't want you in society period and if it was something that happened and you did your debt to society whatever it was it might have been jail time it might have been um, it might have been a fine it might have been community service it might have been you know repainting the underpass you know from graffiti i don't care what it was if you've satisfied your debt to society and the Court recognizes you are a free person to go walk the streets, and you're not a threat to like kill people. Then you should have your rights restored. I just don't see it any other way. I I don't know why we give government this much uh, discretion to take away. And I don't believe that was in the founders' original intent because you don't see any asterisk anywhere that says unless you're a really bad person or unless you're you know commit offenses. I know I'm like. I got a long hill to climb if I'm going to make convince people of that, but it's, it's just a conversation that I've been having and uh, a thought that I have put out there. And I don't know if that'll ever make its way, but I know there's cases where to try to restore nonviolent felons, their rights. Um, But I don't
2: know. know, You're, you're the, the, the line of thought you're going on is interesting, including when you start looking at, Um, other rights that in other states people lose. As a convicted felon, many people lose their right to vote, hold public office, sit on a jury. Um, You know, are there lines? Where are those lines? Does it matter with regard to the conduct itself? You know, for example, uh, you know, uh, insurance fraud, you know, is a felony. You know, you do that in a certain state, you could never vote again, run for office, you know, because you took a car and you claimed that your car was registered at your parents' house, right? So you could get a lower insurance rate. That's insurance fraud. Right. A lot of people do it. Many people do it, right? You get convicted of that, you lose constitutional rights. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's it's a very good, you know, issue for thought. And, and, you know, certainly when we're talking about gun rights, what's interesting, and you talked about the OUI, What's odd with the OUI is you're right. Whether or not you are, you've gotten completely sober and turned your life around, or you remained, you know, you became a drunkard and you wake up in the morning and wash your mouth with Jack Daniels. You're going to get your driver's license back, right. you know,
0: right? Unbelievable. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. It, it, so why why also can't you get the right to possess firearm back, right. you know, immediately?
0: Yeah, I think. Um... These are all topics for a longer discussion on another day. So we're going to have to do this again, Jason. uh, All right. How do people find you if they need your services today?
2: Thank you. Absolutely. So website is www.lawguida.com. 2a at lawguida.com is the email. I also have a Facebook page at lawguida. I do updates. I give you know heads up on new cases that are coming down and new, new uh, statutes that have been passed. Um, so check me out there. Uh, happy to talk to you.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. And. Your safety and knowledge of the law are your responsibility. That's why you need to join the USCCA to get special training, legal advice, and legal protection. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code WORKS. That's uscca.com slash remote and use code WORKS to sign up for the USCCA today. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com/remote and use code word Works to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics, specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self defense. And don't forget about our poll of the day. Go to Twitter and type in Rapid Fire Radio and you can vote. Today's poll question is Do you think you should be able to buy modern machine guns? Any machine gun made after May of 1986. And you're not going to believe this, but so far it's 100 to 0. 100% say yes, and nobody has said no. The people want it. Power to the people. Go to Rapid Fire Radio Twitter page and weigh in. Search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, on Twitter to find us. I know Twitter is a dying platform, so it seems. But with the thought of Elon Musk jumping in and reinvigorating it and uncanceling all those who've been cancelled we're sticking with it for a little while we'll see how it goes <clears throat> anyway, I want to thank Jason Guida for joining us, he's always a wealth of information um, we also have Keith Langer joining us in the second hour today, so if you're listening on the radio, you're going to have to go over to rapidfireradio.us and listen to the second hour because uh, you don't want to miss this. Uh, the second hour, we've got lots to talk about Um, before the break, I mean, before the interview with Jason, I was teasing out, uh, what's going on in New Jersey and I'm going to hit on these high points. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because we all know what New Jersey's like. They're trying to compete with New York right now, but they've really stepped in it folks. So listen to this. This is legislation that they're about to pass and it bans carry in common places by labeling them as sensitive areas, bans carry inside your car in commercial and private property. Uh, unless property owner posts notices allowing it, Um, massively increases fees for permits, and it's forbidden by uh, Bruin, obviously, Uh, mandates special insurance, which might not even exist yet, as a precondition to exercise your constitutional rights, and mandates new and unusual training requirements beyond what is already in place for, you know, and it's very difficult and uh has been there for decades. So this raises serious constitutionality questions. And it also bans hundreds of common tools used throughout society. If you, you got to read the the wording of this proposed law because it basically would ban knives in restaurants, scalpels in hospitals, utility knives everywhere, axes, hammers, screwdrivers, nail guns, heavy tools, baseball bats, hockey sticks, golf clubs, mops, brooms, bricks, lumber, anything that can be misused to inflict serious harm. It is crazy. They have really outdone themselves. The guy who was the author of this legislation couldn't even answer simple questions. And uh, go ahead and read that article uh, by John Petrolino on bearing arms. And uh, you're going to get a serious chuckle out of it. Real quick, I want to feature something. uh, We're going to try and do this every week on on our show, but we have a gun of the day and this week's gun of the day is a magnum research switch bolt 22 it's a ruger 1022 action that that uh, magnum research has really polished up carbon fiber barrel 725 check it out it is a wicked cool gun and uh, we'll post the link in the chat so uh, you can check that out we'll do this every week and Uh, We want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. And if you want this switch bolt, you can use code word CONTEST at CapeGunworks.com and you'll get a special discount on your entire online order. Plus, it's over 300 bucks, so you'll get free shipping. So use the discount code CONTEST to get your special discount today. There's a limited supply of these, but go ahead and check them out at CapeGunworks.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. is 100 this is where the american ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas that's federal ammunition right here in anoka minnesota born in 1922 made in america and proud to be the best federal ammunition a century of innovation and we're only getting started Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self defense. And yes, this is rapid fire, so <laughs> we're going through it like crazy. But I want to get to your comments before the end of the show. Um, it's been firing off like crazy today, uh, so I appreciate everyone who's participated in the chat. Um, we got Cavi listening from Nashville. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, we had some live information uh drop right before the show the new mass approved weapons roster is out and there's some great additions to that some new manufacturers that have never tested guns for this state so that's some breaking news there um so go ahead and check that out uh in the second hour we're going to talk about some other stuff more local news as well but um we have a question from Tom who says, do we ever have pre-band short-barreled rifles or pre-band uppers or lowers, which would accomplish the same thing? And basically, if you have a pre ban rifle, you can SBR it on a Form 1. So uh, it's a lot easier to buy a gun that's already a gun and then Form 1 it then for us to do a form four and the risk is a lot lower because if you get disapproved, you still have the, the gun, you know, to shoot the 16 inch barreled gun. So I would recommend you get a full 16 inch barreled pre ban AR and then apply for the form one and you shouldn't have any problem with that. So that's what I would do. Um, and, uh, let's see, uh, someone took the, on-site firearms training with Ben DeWalt last night and has already signed up for the new one. Uh, They said it was a great class, so we're glad you did that. You can check out our entire class calendar at capegunworks.com. So, uh, let's see... 500's wondering if I've ever shot a 3030. And yes, many times. I owned them, you know, and shot that a lot. And he's never shot one. So you're going to have to up your game there, 500.
1: Based plasma uh, rifle in a 40 watt range. just what you see, pal.
0: Yeah, we're fresh out of those. Plasma rifles in the 40 watt range. But tell me what you think. 508 444 2120. And don't forget about the giveaway. We're giving away the Counter Ambush DVD set with Rob Pincus. It's a five DVD set. I know most people don't have DVD players anymore, but it'll work on your computer, so you might want to get it. Tons of great information on that out there. And uh, so go to rapidfireradio.us and sign up to win. We'll, we'll draw a winner this week and announce it on next week's show and then we'll have something else cool to give away so you don't want to miss out on that um, Tom as a follow-up question is wondering if an AR-15 round at 3300 feet per second is good for home defense are there hollow point equivalents with the Fort Scott uh, 556 tumble and impact work in a home environment? Thanks yes, all of those work very well just a good old 55 grain FMJ is plenty uh, for a home defense, because it does tend to tumble, like the Fort Scott munitions round, the tumble on impact round, um, when it hits something, and that causes it to be actually less over-penetrating than, like, double-aught buckshot or even some handgun calibers. So you'd think of the rifle as, like, oh, wow, too powerful for home defense, but actually it probably has less of a chance of going through as many layers of wallboard as a Pistol or a double up buckshot or a slug round would, and tons of people use shotguns for home defense. So yeah, I love the AR fifteen platform and the five five six round for home defense. I think it's great, and uh, the way you're thinking about it with a SBR, it's going to be very loud. That's the only drawback, and we can't have suppressors here in Massachusetts, which would make it the perfect combination in my opinion. Um, but Maybe a pistol caliber carbine with the tumble on impact round would be a better uh, choice for home defense because of the, the noise. But I will say that noise is probably secondary to getting killed in your own home. So um, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, 500 is recommending a handgun instead uh, because it's easier to turn corners and harder to take away from you in a scuffle uh, but I disagree with that advice. Um, I think that four points of contact are better than two. Uh, rifles are a much more stable platform. Um, also, uh, I disagree with going around corners because you should never lead with the gun. That's what you see on TV where they're at full extension walking around corners and they take guns away from people. I will I will agree that it's probably a little harder to take the gun uh, Take the gun out of your hand if you're at high compressed ready position, um, than a rifle at the low ready. But there's some advantages to having a rifle even in that situation. So, um, yeah, you'd have to take a carbine class to get the full dress down of what that would be. So, anyway, um, Duncan is saying in light of Bruin, all states are shall issue. When will we see permits honored by every state? Any guess? I don't have a guess to that yet, but I do agree that this is where we're headed. Um, we have a case that has been remanded to the lower court here in Massachusetts, which I'm really anxiously awaiting the outcome of. Uh, it's Liver v. Uh, Morin, I believe it is. And it's about a guy who went to D.C. and got charged with a, uh unlawful possession of a gun and magazines and ammunition. And then he was denied his license to carry application when he came back. But interesting, I don't know if this will ever address the issue of carrying across state lines because it should, frankly, if you ask me. So let's see where this all heads. Um, there's a lot of, I think eight cases have already kind of been decided or in the process of being decided as a direct result of that uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin case, and it's going to be hundreds more to come over the many years ahead. So that's exciting. So that's um, something to stay tuned in. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's see. 500 says it's the right of the people to keep and bear arms and shall not be infringed means that's not a statement against us. It's a statement against the government. Absolutely. It shows the limits of the government's power as it relates to our rights. Rights aren't something that government can take away because it's a right. It's an endowed by our creator. It's unalienable or inalienable. Um, it can't be compromised. It can't be attached. It can't be have conditions put upon it. In fact, there's a, a decision from 1943 uh, in Pennsylvania that says it can't even be charged a fee or sold a license for it. So that's going to be interesting to see how that works its way through. And there's also some really good information. Uh, this was all provided by Don and Stoughton, who is kind of a, a scholar who sends me a lot of stuff. He says he wrote the, def- the legislation for the machine gun license, uh, wrote the wording for the machine gun license. Uh, In Massachusetts, but he says that uh, Martel 222 US 225 says a concrete need for law has to be proven. So to license gun owners, the need to do so has to be proven by facts at hand to ban guns, the need to do so shall be proven register guns. The need shall be proven. Why the need of legislation cannot be based upon theoretical standards. Legislation shall be based on proven need. So that's interesting too. Um, I'd like to see that, uh, you know, held to that standard, but with the new standard of all courts ruling on second amendment cases or any gun case, they have a clear mandate that they have to use text, history, and tradition. Um, it can't be a two-tier, two-step process. It can't be uh, the intermediate scrutiny. It has to be held to strict scrutiny. So that's good. Um, so stay tuned for more and more legislation. And uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of uh, interesting uh, legislation coming down the pipeline, or court cases coming down the p- pipeline. There's also a lot of legislation coming down the pipeline, which is not good for uh, <laughs> freedom. Uh, and all it's going to do is clog up the court system, and all these people are playing with house money. But the fact that they're infringing upon your constitutional rights, they need to lose qualified immunity, and they need to be sued personally and severably. They need to be held liable for any overt uh violation of your Second Amendment rights. That's the way I see it. The courts have spoken, and any future infringement, they should be called on the carpet and have to pay for their legal defense personally, even if they're acting in their official capacity. Guys, that's the end of the first segment of this show. The first hour's in the bag. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, even though the show ends here, it goes on for another hour. So you got to tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call or text the Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120. So go to Rapid Fire Radio, ask your questions, leave a message, send us a text 508-444-2120. And remember, freedom will always be on the right side of history stay tuned and we'll see you on the next other side or we'll see you next time you're listening to rapid fire and i'm toby leary
3: thanks so much
1: It can tear up a family.
3: He said he was tried in the court of public
2: opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. Fifty-year-old Ford employee Billy Cowart was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016.
1: To have everything you work for taken away.
3: Cowart was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he'd worked for nearly two decades.
1: To have somebody have your back and I have a company that have your back. And then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best
0: feeling. Go to USCCA.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Or you can text us at 508-444-2120. You can like us on all of our social media platforms. It's at Cape Gunworks, wherever you find your social media, except Instagram, which deplatformed us very unfairly, I might add, and deleted some great content and eight years worth of uh, awesome images, video and specials and etc. So on Instagram, we are cgw underscore backup. So until further notice that's where we are uh but thanks guys for joining us um good afternoon it's a uh rainy rainy day here in new england but um we're really excited you're here and we're going to jump right into the to the questions um if you're on the chat by all means we're going to we're going to answer your questions today so uh let's see uh <laughs> see Cape Cod was saying he hit snooze and uh, he lost the membership deal while he was away making coffee and didn't realize we responded. Yeah, uh, so we did a cheap bastard deal on the Howie Carr show today and they sold out in record. time. So, sorry, bud. Uh, you'll have to wait for the next one, I guess. Um, but there you have it. So, um, <clears throat> from the text line, is there any truth to the rumor that Arlo is sick of carrying Toby on rapid fire and has his own holiday side hustle with Nordstrom and a speaking part. Uh, I I would never confirm or deny that. Do you really think that I want to have, um, you know, give away my five minutes of fame to that dog? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, tell me what you think. You can always call or text us, 508-444-2120. And remember, we're giving away... This week, a Counter Ambush DVD set. It's five different DVDs with Rob Pincus. Actually, it's phenomenal content, Uh, so you don't want to miss out on that. So sign up at rapidfireradio.us. Go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down until you see the giveaway, enter, and we will announce a winner next week. So every week we'll have something to give away. It's going to be fun and exciting. And uh, you don't want to miss out. So we only got one of those to give away. So let's do it. Um, All right. Uh, Lots of gun news going on. I know uh, Jared from Guns and Gadgets was deplatformed from Getter like we were a long time ago. So I feel like uh, John Wayne in saying, well, I I sent for you yesterday and you showed up today. Well, what took you so long, pilgrim? right so we we got deplatformed from getter a long time ago so maybe that's because we sell guns and stuff but we're gun content all the time and uh jared was just giving gun news so it took him a little longer to deplatform him but we'll see if he gets reinstated because he's so popular so we'll see um anyway uh let's see getting back to the chat um uh, 500 was asking if i've ever shot the 75 fk berno and he hasn't but he really wants to and i have and i got to shoot the one with a super cool collapsible arm brace which was this really really neato uh arm brace if it was going to be registered as a spr it would be it wouldn't have the arm brace part it would just be a stock but in the Czech Republic they have the stock version so because uh, they don't have stuff like the NFA and the Czech Republic so um, really neat gun certainly would be awesome for hunting that 7.5 uh, Berno is a FK Berno is a heck of a round it's a screamer it's this big um, bottleneck cartridge it was a lot of fun to shoot as a handgun and in the carbine or with the arm braced the braced pistol version also the new versions with the polymer grip have come way down in price and they have conversion barrels so you can get a nine millimeter conversion barrel so you can shoot that kind of in a cheap and cheerful manner and then when you hunt with it put the 7.5 five burnout which is a very expensive round uh, but a pretty cool gone all the way around. So that's the version I shot. And I have had an opportunity to get the, the more expensive version, uh, but I never bought one. So there you have that. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, Sig is mentioning you can own a f- flamethrower. In fact, you could buy one at Cape Gunworks if they are in stock. We are out of stock. I'm hoping to resupply um, before Christmas. And this was uh, along the lines of um. Uh, what kind of weapons, uh, what kind of uh, restrictions on, like, tanks and grenades and full-auto grenade launchers and flamethrowers and all that stuff. Um, so this is basically in in regard to the poll question. The poll question of the day, do you think that you should be able to buy a modern machine gun, yes or no? Go to Rapid Fire Radio's Twitter page and weigh in. Search Rapid Fire Radio uh all one word on Twitter and find us, and you can weigh in on that, which I believe is still trending at 100% yes. Uh, and so you can get the flamethrower. Uh, it's the Pulsefire Long Range Torch on our website. Um, so if you ter- search Torch on our website, it'll come up. Those are available from distribution, and it'll drop ship right to you. And because it's over $300, bucks, you will get it free shipping, not to mention the discount code, of contest because we have that new contest today. All right. uh, So let's get back to some uh, interesting news um, about uh, good guys with guns. Uh, Well, before we do that, actually, I want to talk quickly about how uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been swatted for the sixth time, six different times. If you don't know what SWAT it is, it's basically when authorities are given a false pretense that a serious crime has occurred or is underway, uh, prompting police to deploy forces to an address to apprehend the suspect. SWAT teams are often sent out to the area. So Green's director of communications told National Review that police did respond to a call at her house again but did not give further comment. The police department in Rome, Georgia, said they are referring all inquiries regarding Green to the FBI. The FBI did not immediately respond to requests for comment. So she says, I was swatted for the sixth time last night. Swatting is a very serious crime. The caller wants to have their victim murdered by the police, but it is also a giant abuse of police resources and time, which is another reason it's a serious crime. God bless my local police Green told uh, tweeted early Tuesday. She also posted her message on truth social um, crazy, so if you think about it, this is very dangerous in so many different ways. Number one, um, the person who is being swatted could easily get killed if the police see something somewhat threatening or there 's confusion or you know uh, I remember seeing the video from her surveillance cameras. The first time it happened, and uh, fortunately, everybody handled themselves very professionally, and she was not, uh, you know, there was no violence or anything like that. But when all these resources have been deployed to a false alarm, it leaves this this town vulnerable um, from other attacks, I'm sure, you know bad actors would use this as a way of deploying SWAT teams to away from wherever they want to uh, perform their craft of uh, you know mayhem and felonious activities but uh, you never know so um, this was the sixth time they've been deployed to this this address, and obviously Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene is a political third rail a lot of people don't like her um because she speaks her mind she's not on the you know she doesn't follow the democrat talking points Uh, as a republican woman who is a free thinker she basically uh gets you know very low marks from the mainstream media and has been called everything under the book in the book even though she's broken glass ceilings and and you know does a great job on her her duties as a US representative so anyway very dangerous practice uh we see it happening more and more these days and i would love to see uh this FBI actually take this serious and uh but we'll see if they do or not it's probably not going to be taken very serious uh, based on what the situation is with the uh, FBI is. Yeah, we'll have to stay tuned and follow those sto- that story, but uh, horrible, abusive police resources. Hopefully they'll update their SOPs. So after the sixth time, they might go, yeah, let's give her a call and make sure everything's okay and if it is, what's the signal? What's the code word? Alright, great. And, you know, there's ways around this, but Anyway, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes. So go to CapeGunworks.com and sign up. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. The firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today the uscca can help fortify your home sharpen your awareness and develop your defensive plan go to uscca.com remote and use code word works your family safety and security is your responsibility go to uscca.com remote and use code word works to sign up for a uscca membership and get special training legal advice and legal protection you and your family need Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex Difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. show all things guns freedom second amendment and self-defense and the poll of the day is do you think we should be able to buy modern machine guns yes or no go to rapid fire radio's twitter page and weigh in search rapid fire radio all one word on twitter to find us and let your voice be heard uh last i checked it was tracking at 100 percent Say yes to zero so we'll see I find that interesting and I don't think it'll stay there because I actually had somebody who was a friend um, say that he doesn't believe we should be able machine guns silencers short barreled rifles short barreled shotguns and he's a gun guy he's actually a legit gun crank and uh well he let me pre, let me fix this what I just said He actually believes you should be able to own them, but only through the NFA, the way it is. He says it's the one piece of gun control legislation that actually has worked. You don't need an AR-15. And I would say, I don't know if it's worked or not, um, but uh, one thing I will say is it's definitely infringed upon my rights. It's very arbitrary and capricious. If you think about it, Why can't I own a rifle with a 15.9-inch barrel, but I can own one with a 16-inch barrel? Well, it depends what state you live in. (laughs) But seriously, though, any rifle, why can't I own a bolt-action single-shot 22 with a 15.9-inch barrel (laughs) without paying the government a $200 tax and then... Notifying them if I ever leave the state with it a month ahead of time and asking their permission. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you can't tell me that's not arbitrary and and capricious, um, I think you need to look up the definition because it 100% is. And does it make it more lethal? No. Does it do anything different? No. Does it make it more concealable? No. Um, Does it? Matter if it's more concealable? No. Why? Because I can own a pistol. I can own a pistol that holds, well, 10 rounds or a pre-band mag that holds 20 rounds or 30 rounds in a pistol and have it in my, you know, concealed carry setup. But yet that single shot 22 with a 15.9 inch barrel, I can't have Without paying the government a two hundred dollar tax, ridiculous, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, why did why does the government all of a sudden? When did we grant them the authority to infringe upon our Second Amendment? I don't remember giving them that power. They took it when they started to write new laws and and enact stuff like the NFA and Gun Control Act of nineteen sixty three. Um, all that stuff, but yeah, that's um, that's all I don't remember handing that power over, but what do you think? Uh, Let me know, 508 444-2120 is the phone number, and speaking of phones, we got a call Uh, go ahead. And I have a question with respect to there's two guns at a uh, place in Italy and um, That uh, a dealership that sells guns. They used to belong to my relatives, and they're in their hands. And I would like to get them from Italy to the United States. And I was wondering, what should I do? Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, You are technically allowed to import guns to America. So this is a process, I believe. I'm going to try and remember the form that you use. Uh, boy, I've, am I even going to be able to remember. I've attempted this process once for somebody. Um, I'll have Roy look into it. Uh, Professor Claw will look into it. It might be a form two. It might even be the form five, but it might be a form six. I don't know. It's a... Uh, it's a horrible process, let's put it that way. The last time I attempted it, we got all the way to the point of you need to have a shipping forwarding company at the destination and all this stuff. So um, it's a it's a process. Uh, we can do it. It is a Form 6, um, but you're allowed to do it by law. Um, And, you know, it doesn't have to go through State Department approval and all that stuff. The ATF can uh, approve it, but it's it's a very lengthy process. And I would suggest you, you know, find someone that has done this before. There's a couple, if you Google it, gun shops that have done this for people that already have it down to a science um, would probably be a good... Good way to start. I would say we'll try for you, but no promises. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible process. And uh, it's still done the old-fashioned way on paper forms. It's not able to be done on the, on the E forms. So anyway, Cape Cod's wondering about uh, if 5.56 is so expensive, I wonder if 300 blackout firearms are cheaper. The firearms are about the same. It comes down to ammunition. Um, ammunition is still more money in 300 blackout by probably 25%. So it's it's pretty expensive. So uh, I would say you don't need to go to 300 to save money. You go to 300 if you want more oomph downrange. I think 5.56 five, is plenty for home defense, although I do prefer 300 blackout personally. Um, I think it's a great round. It is a very capable round. Um, I like, I have a couple of guns here at the shop that are 5.56 and 300 Blackout. I actually have three 300 Blackout guns that are integrally suppressed. And uh, I, I, if suppressors were legal, it would be hands down the way to go for home defense over 5.56, if you ask me, uh, because it, the subsonics work really well through a suppressed. 300 blackout. So it's a very popular round in other states. Um, it's also a great round for hunting. Uh, it's a 7.62 round, basically being shot out of a 5.56 5. piece of brass. So look into it. You can Google it. It's a, pr- it's a pretty cool uh, cool round. And Cape Cod's wondering on what the size difference is between 300 blackout, 9mm, and 5.56. 5. The 300 blackout, is basically a necked out instead of a necked down, uh 5.56. Five, they actually chop the cartridge, the piece of brass, behind the the shoulder. So you can actually make your own brass with 5.56 five, into 300 blackout. But um, you can also buy the brass already made now. Uh, but when it was first coming to light, people would make it out of 5.56. Five, so you just cut the case behind the the bottleneck of the 5.56, and then you'd reform the case with its own bottleneck into a 30 caliber. Um, same overall length, pretty much. It's a very interesting-looking round. Um, I'll hold one up on camera if Professor Claw hands me one, but um, it's, it's a pretty neat-looking round. Uh, one of the most comprehensive videos I saw about it that really gets into the nuance was by Travis Haley. He did one year with the 300 Blackout. And one of the reasons I really like the cartridge is you don't suffer as far as rate of fire is concerned. Um, you can shoot it very quickly. Check that uh, pl- plastic. Yeah, that one. And uh, so the rate of fire is very much the same as the 556. Uh, but it's a 30 caliber bullet, and they're available from anywhere from on the light side 100, 110 grain um, to up to 208, 220 grain subsonics. So a humongous bullet, um, which has a lot of knockdown power. And what's neat about it in that video that Travis Haley did was he was shooting a a gun that we actually have. It's called the. Spikes tactical compressor. It's a phenomenal little gun. It's an integrally suppressed 300 blackout with a seven and a half inch barrel or an eight and a half inch barrel. I can't quite remember. And a can on it. And he's shooting it like 700 yards out of a seven and a half or eight and a half inch barrel. And he's like, Oh, all you do is adjust holdover. And he fires and wait like almost 10 seconds and you hear the ding. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. Um, this one I'm holding up is a Noveski round by Nosler, and it's a uh, 110 ballistic tip, 110 grain ballistic tip, which is pretty neat because these tips glow in the dark. So it's kind of a collector model. Um, it's it's like a black anodized uh, casing, brass casing, and uh, the bullet tips glow in the dark. So it's kind of a neat uh, round. That was this collaboration between Nosler and Noveski. I will say it's a very short overall length, so I have had some feed issues with this round. um, But it's pretty cool, and it's a very capable round, like I said. So anyway, um, there you have that. That's my opinion of the 300 Blackout. What's the difference between that 9mm and 556 Um Nine is really not even in the conversation with five five six or three hundred blackout it's a it's a pistol cut caliber and nowhere near the ballistic uh you know coefficient or ballistic impact of a three hundred blackout or five five six so it's a capable round out beyond a hundred yards where nine millimeter is probably a hundred yard. 150 yard at most gun I know people who've shot it longer and you can always Jerry Mitchell lick it and shoot like the you know the revolver at at a thousand yards nine millimeter revolver and thousand yards and hit steel if you're Jerry but there you go uh Jay said he came to Cape Gunworks down last Sunday with a group of friends. What a nice store. We all ended up getting something. And you got your first gun. Well, congratulations. That's exciting news. Uh, I appreciate it. And you can't wait to come back. Well, we can't wait to have you. So, the USCCA is sponsoring a special presentation with Beth Alcazar, nationally recognized author and authority on self defense. Learn how carrying a firearm is different for women and how to better defend your family. This is for women only, guys. So, sign up at CapeGunworks.com. It's November 5th, Saturday, November 5th. And we have, uh, okay, so yeah, November 5th. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire.
1: This is the Voltec VT-10i It's your travel buddy So it goes where you go To your work On the road Or at the range It's the smart and rugged safe Built to protect No matter what you trust it with We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
0: freedom second amendment and self defense glad you're here and if you want to follow along go to rapidfire and you can always jump in on the chat you can ask your questions if you give a call 508 444 2120 that's 508 444 2120 awesome fly is wondering how much do our flamethrowers cost uh, if you go to capegunworks.com and search uh, Torch, you'll see it pop right up. It's, I think, 629, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there, 649. Uh, so, yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, and let's see, uh, 500 has never shot the 300 blackout either. So you got to up your game, but um, that's a good one to get. Uh, interestingly enough, we're starting to see some... In- Different cartridges trickle in uh, to the store. We have 300 PRC. We have six eight Western. We have six millimeter Creedmoor, not to be confused with the 6.5 five Creedmoor. Um, we have some 35 Whalen, which is a good old uh, standard in deer camps everywhere, uh, especially up in the Maine woods. People love that 35 Whalen. Um, so the 300 PRC I got to shoot out in Texas. And I shot it a 1,000 yards, which was phenomenal. And I hit steel on my second shot, so it was a pretty neat round. I really like it. And they just came out with a 7 millimeter PRC, which has just been released. Hornady is uh, making ammo for that and bullets for that. Um, but I don't know anything about the 7 millimeter PRC, but... I do know the 300 PRC and the 6.5 PRC are phenomenal rounds. I have both of those in stock. We also have the 300 Weatherby Mag, which is a real hard one to get. Um, So these are some interesting calibers and uh, that are starting to trickle back into stock. Some of the hard to find calibers like 22 Mag, 17 HMR are trickling back in. We got those. We got 38 Special and 357 Magnum finally. Uh we got some thirty thirty Winchester in uh we also got uh forty five seventy a good amount of forty five seventy in so that's exciting um anyway uh so some of those cartridges that have been hard to get the one that still hasn't been around is twenty gauge slugs that's like unobtainium in rifled slugs or in sabos. Or the Sabbath, depending on how you say it. Uh, and let's not forget the gun of the week. Um, I have this behind me on the rack, the uh, Magnum Research 22LR switch bolt, and it's got a carbon fiber barrel on it, and the bolt will go on the right side or the left side. It's basically a 1022 action, takes Ruger 1022s, but it has a machined pick rail. So mounting a scope on it is really really easy. It's got that Hogue overmold stock, and it's just such a beautiful gun. If you want a precision 22 rifle, then I would highly recommend that as opposed to you know your traditional roots. Some of the um, these aftermarket 1022 variants are are phenomenal guns. The Magnum Research is no exception. We have it in 22 LR and 22 Magnum. And I now have 22 Magnum ammo in stock, which is awesome. But anyway, just throwing that out there, that's the gun of the week. Uh, so it's kind of a super cool, nerdy, gun geek type of Ruger 1022 to have. It's got a threaded barrel, and it's got that Hogue Overmold Monte Carlo stock. So check it out on our website. You can go to capegunworks.com and uh, type in Magnum Research. It should show up in the search. And we'll also drop a link to it in the, in the chat. And by the way, again, free shipping on that. And you can use this week's discount code if you want it, which is contest. So, uh, all right, make sure you check it out. And uh, we will be right back. Remember, we're also hosting the Cape Gunworks Works. AR Rifle Build Class on January 14th. This always sells out. Saturday, January 14th will guide you through the step by step process to build your very own AR-15. This is going to be a fixed MAG gun again and once we get you know, the stupid assault weapons ban kicked out of Massachusetts, you'll be able to convert it back over to a free uh, AR-15 like every other state the union allows you to have. So go to the class calendar at capegunmerch.com To sign up today. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Constitutional
3: carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently the mainstream media has gotten all over this term and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it it does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, None of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. You will be held accountable for your actions, as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training, and you know your laws, so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Mikulowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine.
0: Go to USCCA.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Make sure you go over to the poll of the day and vote. Do you think we should be able to buy modern machine guns? Yes or no? Go to Rapid Fire Radio's Twitter page and weigh in. Search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, on Twitter to find us. And it is still trending at 100%. Say yes. They think we should be able to buy... Machine guns made after 1986, and I would agree with that 100%. So anyway, uh, there's a few days left on that poll, and uh, we'll have another one at the next show. But we have some exciting news to announce. Our overlords here in Massachusetts have finally compiled a new list, a day late and a dollar short. Um, The prior list came out in January, and here we are in October. So, for those of you doing the math behind the scenes, they're supposed to come out with four lists per year. So, that would put them how far behind? Quite far behind. Probably about six months behind. Um, And we should have had two lists come out by now, but, alas, we only have one. Um, Now, I don't know if that's a function of the fact that manufacturers weren't sending guns in to uh, to be tested or if the state was just dragging its heels and uh, not producing a new list. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to go over the new additions to the mass-compliant roster. We got the SFX Rival by Canic. That's a new one. That Rival is a really cool gun. I haven't bought them because they weren't mass-compliant, so I'm going to have to get those in and check them out. We also got the Charter Arms Pathfinder 22LR, which is a... um, Revolver, So that'll be kind of cool. We'll see how that goes. Check that out. And uh, one of the other ones to come out is the Mossberg MC2 Compact Optics Ready. So the MC2 Compact was already on the list, but now they've added the Optics Ready version. Um, So that's cool. Um, It's a very popular gun. We always sell out of them as quickly as we get them. And now a new manufacturer altogether... For the first time ever, has tested and added four models to the list: SAR USA, SAR or SAR, however you say it. Uh, they are a Turkish-made firearm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the tur- so there's four different models: the B69BL, the B69CBL, the SAR9BL, and the sin- nar- excuse me, <laughs> the sar 9 compact BL. All the ten-round mags. Um, are now mass compliant. And uh so that's pretty cool. These are um a polymer frames uh I'm sorry, excuse me. The SAR USA B6 pistol is not a polymer frame. It is a hammer fired uh gun. Maybe it is a polymer frame. I can't remember. Um, let me just see if I can find anything. Yeah it is a polymer frame. I was right the first time. Uh, but it is a uh hammer fired gun. And these are in fact made in Turkey. Um, they have a manual safety. Uh, let's see what that other model is all about. Um, I'm not really familiar with the SARs. Uh, I should be, but let's see what this. Is. Thank you. Um, they're cheap and cheerful guns. Yes, the second model, the SAR USA SAR 9, is in fact a striker fired gun. And it is a polymer frame and it says it's possibly the most rig- rigorously tested p- pistol ever developed. The new SAR-9 endured 130 degree baking to simulate desert conditions and negative 50 for Arctic salt, fog, oh, high, o- high altitude, 24 hours of rain, solar radiation, fouling, drop test and 150,000 rounds of live fire in the factory. And police later ran their own tests um, that included 50,000 rounds. And a NATO test against major manufacturers from Austria, Germany, and U.S. ran 90,000 rounds, with the SAR-9 clearly the winner. However, the SAR-9 has more to offer than just toughness and reliability. The lightweight polymer-framed, striker-fired SAR-9 points naturally and is a pleasure to shoot with a a uh, choice of three insertable backstraps to customize it, a low barrel access to grip ratio to lessen muzzle climb, and a 20-degree grip angle providing superior comfort, control, and fast second shot. Recovery accuracy is built in. Uh, a couple of these features a trigger that is smoother than a double-action revolver, and the SAR-9 becomes the perfect carry pistol. Um, so, yeah, we're going to check those out and have to get some in. Uh, so they're pretty cool. Uh, so that's a new addition to the mass approved weapons roster. Thank you to our overlords for allowing us to now purchase a gun that was available in just about every other state in the union. One ah! bit, one that I'm really excited about is the SIG 322 compact, the BAS. Um, this is the SIG, uh, polymer frame 22, which is what I would consider a true like sub caliber trainer, um, if you're into that sort of thing or if you just just to have another 22 pistol that we can sell cuz for the longest time it was like a Ruger Mark III or 4 it was a uh, Browning Buckmark Camper it was the Smith Victory and then we had the two you know the Ruger um, SR22 and the Walther P22, which have been around forever, but those were really the only thing that you could even remotely consider some sort of subcaliber training gun, and they weren't even good at that. Both of them had wonky safeties on them, and they were hammer fired uh, with decocks and etc. Uh, but now we got the Taurus TX22 competition, and we got this Sig. 322 compact which i'm really excited about also the 365 and 380 has been added to the list hello hello hello. that's great and another variant of the 365 xl i don't know what the difference was um, of that in the first one but i'll have to google that and see Um, but anyway and then we also have the shield easy in 30 super carry Woohoo! I'm excited about that. That's going to be a great addition uh, to the mass lineup. And one reason is the Massachusetts version is going to be ten rounds instead of eight with the nine millimeter. So there you go. You get two extra rounds in the same size gun. And the Smith and Wesson CSX, which is kind of their version or take on the tried and true uh, 1911. In 9 millimeter. we have one of those for sale in the shop right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we will be pop, popping that in the case. And uh, tell us what you think about the additions to the roster. Uh, 508-444-2120. Also, uh, there's three new Ruger Wrangler models. I assume these are the Bird's Head Grip models. Um, so that's that's good news. And that pretty much rounds out the most of them, uh, except for two new Tauruses. We have two Taurus 38 special revolvers, a stainless and a blued version, or a stainless and a parkerized version. So, yeah, there's a pretty good amount of additions. We'll drop the link in the chat. You can check those out. And what one are you most excited about? Let us know. You can text or call Um, 508-444-2120.
3: If you want to protect yourself, get a double-barrel shotgun and fire two
0: blasts outside the house. All right, Joe. Thank you. Uh, from the text line, I just wanted to let you know that your staff is awesome. I went to your shop this weekend for a bachelor party. The guys were awesome. Some of us, some had been shooting before. Some had never touched a gun before. We had so much fun. After we fired, we talked around, we walked around the shop, even though we weren't going to buy anything. Your floor staff answered all of our questions. What a great time, and I can't wait till I go down again. That's awesome. We appreciate that. Um, texter uh, we do get a lot of bachelor parties bachelorette parties we get birthday parties we get uh, corporate outings so it's a great place to um, to you know have that event so there you go Gwebs where were you all day bud you're going to have to go back and watch the first half uh, it was on fire no I'm just kidding uh, You probably, you know, catch more of our shows than any of them. Um, So, uh, yeah, let's see. On the chat, I can barely keep up with everything going on today. Uh, Trying to purchase on our webpage, but it won't let you use today's discount promo. What? We're going to refresh your page because that should be... Uh, that should be up and ready to go right now. Make sure you just type it right correctly. It's a contest. So there you go. Um, let's see. Are there any 300 blackout in the stores rental fleet? Yes, we have the SIG MCX Virtus rifle in the 300 blackout, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, you definitely want to check that out if you come in and shoot, um, We actually have the 300 conversion barrels for the SIG MCX as well. I just got a good supply of those in. So if you have the SIG Virtus rifle in 5.56, you want to get the 300 blackout barrel, you can. Um, And the contest discount code is working. So try it again. It should work. Um, it's showing, we just tested it. So 500 wants to know what my favorite gun movie is. Yours is Pearl Harbor. That's your fir- favorite movie period. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever seen Pearl Harbor. Um, yeah. What's my favorite gun movie. Hmm. That's a great question. Probably the matrix. I'd have to say the matrix. Cause man, do they have a lot of guns in that movie. Um, uh, you know, the scene where we're going to need guns, lots of guns. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good one. Um, It's funny you say that because we've talked about doing themed gun rentals on the rental wall. And I think that would be pretty cool to come in and do like the matrix package where you get to shoot like an MP5, a Glock 17 and uh, you know, whatever else was featured in the, in the movie. But um or do the Bandit Brothers and have, like, the 1911, the, the the M1 Carbine, and an M1 Garand or something like that. Or uh, you could do the, you know, <laughs> uh, some old gangster movie with the Thompson submachine gun, the 1911, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You could do the good, the bad, and the ugly and have, like, a lever-action rifle, a double-barreled coach gun, and... And a, uh, you know, single action army or or call it the, you know, the Wyatt Earp or something. Um, but yeah, that would be fun. Um, tombstone, call it Tombstone or whatever. I want to do that, like the themed gun rentals. So we do some packages, movie packages. It'd be even cooler if we had like the silhouette cutouts, the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the cardboard cutouts of each themed movie. And uh, you'd stand in front of it with the three guns that you get to shoot in that phased Phase rental. plasma
1: rifle in a 40-watt range. Just what you see, pal.
0: Yeah, that would be a tough one to put on the rental wall. But, um, yeah. Commando. Could do the Red Dawn. That'd be good. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Wolverines. Um Did we ever figure out if that Nighthawk Custom Falcon 10mm serial number was the first one? I haven't. I'll check on that, Peter, Um, because you're the proud new owner, so uh, that would be cool. I'll see if I can figure that out. I doubt it, but um, it's a cool serial number range. All right, so Action Pistol League is back. I'm a man of my word. I told you it'd come back. So join us for this friendly competition that is open to all levels of shooters. Go to CapeGunworks.com and click on the training calendar to sign up each Tuesday. Which, by the way, this is going to move to the new event calendar when we get it set up. Because it is not training. It is an event. Uh, So just teasing that out. But for now, you can go to the training calendar at CapeGunworks.com. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. is 100 this is where the american ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas that's federal ammunition right here in anoka minnesota born in 1922 made in america and proud to be the best federal ammunition a century of innovation and we're only getting started Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And like always, it goes rapid. Uh, The poll of the day is, do you think we should be able to buy a modern machine gun? Yes or no? Go to Rapid Fire Radio Twitter page and weigh in. Search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter, to find us. And it is still trending in the 100 percentile. I think it'll take a little while for someone to... Throw a whammy on that pay, on that statistic, but uh, I'm sure it will eventually have somebody that will say, "No, <laughs> uh, they don't want to buy new modern machine guns." they would probably be, not be a gun crank, if you ask me. This doesn't necessarily mean that the NFA has to go away. Uh, it could still be an NFA item, but it would be, you know, it would bring the price down to. Where the uh, where the where the average Joe could own one. Um, so, but I definitely think we should abolish the uh, ATF and the NFA. Frankly, uh, let's just start criminal control. That's what I'd really like to see: criminal control instead of gun control. Uh, right now, we have this very lax, daisical prosecution of criminals. In fact, the uh, the Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul debate debate the other night had a soundbite that came out as a result where he was really romping on her for her te- her terrible record on putting violent criminals away. She goes, "You keep coming back to that. You keep you won't let that go. Like, why do you think that's such a big important issue?" Uh, in case you didn't hear the first hour of the show where I talked about what the most important issues are to voters, Safety and crime are in the top three issues to freedom-loving people who want to be left alone. Uh, so, yeah, it's crazy. Um, if you if you want to be left alone and be kept, uh, you know, not put yourself in a bad situation by having violent career criminals wander the streets, then you have to put them in jail. And our career politicians don't seem to see it that way. For some reason, they always get to use the high crime statistics to their advantage, although I think the sheets have been pulled off and the mask is being pulled off and people are starting to see it. Uh, The mainstream media narrative isn't helping them anymore about how you know, guns cause crime. Uh, that was their 30-year playbook that has ultimately come un, undone and unraveled in this last few years. And as more and more people start to become the news, uh, the mainstream media is losing its power. And you've seen a lot of mainstream media, and I'll even include the the cable news networks as part of that, Um their, their shows just aren't getting the viewership that they once did. And a lot more people are starting to get their news and information from online sources, from alternate media sources. You are fake news. And uh, it's funny how the government keeps colluding with these big tech platforms and social media platforms to, to censor speech, to you know shadow ban, and to take people and deplatform their message and take their voice away. And something else crops up. So you got, you know, other, other stuff, uh, Truth Social, um, and, um, you know, some other great platforms cropping up. Um, we got, uh, Parler is looking to be purchased by, uh, Kanye West, who has been deplatformed. and love the guy, hate the guy, or think he should be muzzled or not. If he buys parlor it'll certainly help the cause. Then you get, uh... Elon Musk is looking to solidify the hostile takeover of Twitter this Friday, so that would be great. And, uh, yeah, anyway, um, there's lots of options out there. Rumble's a great place for freedom, so we're going to look into streaming on Rumble. What what do you guys think of that? I think we should. Uh, There's enough people out there uh, doing Rumble that we should probably be streaming live on Rumble. Um, We strive... Stream live now. That'd be a good contraction. Oh Instead of saying stream live, we strive <laughs> uh, to be on multiple platforms. Right now we're on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch. I mean, do we do Twitter? We do Telegram. Uh, so, yeah, why not add Parler to the lineup? I mean, uh, add, uh, what did I just say? Rumble to the lineup. There you go. Um, so, oh my. Anyway, um, let's jump back on the chat here and get a few more questions answered before we have to go. Um, let's see. The 322 is all right. It's picky with ammo, though. Well, thanks for weighing in on that. Um, I have found personally that I like the Taurus TX-22 better than the three twenty-two. But it just gives you options. We have a 322 on the rental fleet, so um, you can check that out next time you're on the range. And now we can sell them. Yee-hoo! Sounds like we should have a few in stock, so uh, we're really excited about that. Um, So we'll be able to start putting those out on the floor. Um, Let's see... um, 30 minutes, you're leaving work. All right, that's good. And uh, a lot of people just saying hello today, which is awesome. Make sure you guys go over to rapidfireradio.us and register for the free giveaway. We got a box set, a uh, five disc set of the counter ambush with Rob Pincus, where you'll get all the fundamentals of um, intuitive defensive shooting in a true counter ambush uh, moment. So, rapidfireradio.us, scroll down. And uh, you'll you'll be able to, um, you know, register for that free giveaway. We'll announce who won next week, and we'll have another giveaway by then. So anyway, um, Aaron's saying he can't answer the poll question because he's banned for life, and he doesn't even know what for. So hopefully by next week, you'll have your account restored um, if you want it to be. That's, a, you know, that's if the takeover ah! is complete. Um, but I would love to just not be shadow banned that would be awesome uh, let's see someone says I want 44 magnum to be more affordable uh, no big bore is affordable uh, we were talking about yesterday on the after the Grace curly show how I have one of those two and a half inch Ruger Alaskans and 454 Casul coming in which I'm really excited about I haven't had one of those in a while so that'll be kind of neat uh, and uh, let's see Um the fifty, the fix it for you, thinking outside the box for sure. Installing a fixed twenty-two LR mag into the pistol grip. Yeah, I got to check that out. Uh, how California did it, because maybe that would be uh, a pretty cool option for us here in Massachusetts. But you never know. Who knows? Um, imagine a five hundred mag for home defense. The noise would be deafening. Yeah, if you if you didn't hit them, you'd sh- certainly scare them. Uh, and it would be hard to hit them with follow-up shots if you ask me but uh, that's the way those big bores work they just are hard to get those follow-up shots on target uh, they're pretty cool and i've seen people shoot them rapid fire it's pretty neat um, and i've tried it myself it's a life-altering situation uh, <laughs> so anyway um thank you guys for tuning in you remember, the show's end's here, but you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us. We have some bonus content today after the show. show. You want to stick around for that. You can call or text the Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120, and we will get to your question or send us a text. And we will read it on the air next week. Keep up the good fight. Support your local communities and be an advocate in your community. Take someone new to the range. And together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I am Toby Leary. God bless, and we will see you next time. This is Rapid Fire.